All right, we're live. Welcome back to City Talk with uh, Kevin and Sarah. And this week we're gonna be uh, going to see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Hell yeah! Now I'm gonna pass this over to Sarah because uh, I, I want to talk about something else. But let's talk about the movie first. How about that? I I, I haven't really read anything about it because I don't want to spoil myself about it. I, the only thing I've really seen was. Uh, just the trailers, you know, we saw other movies uh, a few, in the last couple months. Right. Um, freaking out when I found out that John Mulaney's in it. Yes, big time scene. And then Nick Cage. Yes. So, I'm just really excited. The animation looks amazing. It's like very poppy, very uh, comic booky. Yes. Um, I'm really excited that it's focusing on Miles Morales. For once, yes. Yeah. As well as you know, other notable Spider-Man characters. Spider-Man oh, and, uh, oh, and um, uh, Kimiko Glenn's, Glenn's in there as um. Uh, what's the girl with the mech suit? It's, it's like a weird spider name. Yeah, um, is, is it like a? It's like a robot name, right? It's something like that. I don't know. Well, either way. Um, okay, so personally, I don't have much to say about this. I know it's going to be great. Uh, I heard it was good. About people who saw it. Before uh, this came out, I had some people who saw it already. They said it was great. All right, brag. No brag, whatevs. Um, for the record, it's uh. Oh, they don't have her. Oh, okay, Kamika Glenn voices Penny Parker. That's her name. Mm. And her biomechanical suit, it's SP slash slash DR. <laughs> so it's Spider. All right. Anyway, um. So listen, I know it's gonna be good. Wait, does that mean that Penny's canonically? Korean? Yes. That's awesome. Yes, it is. Now, here's what I want to talk about. I... Has nothing to do with Spider-Man, by no, the way. No, it doesn't. But this is important. Uh, can we talk about Sonic? I don't... I don't do... No, I don't want to... I don't want to talk about... I don't want to talk about how... Uh, Muscular his legs are. Or, like, how... Fucking... Uh... John Raphael Saffstein's voicing him. Or how Jim Carrey's gonna be in that movie. Yeah, no. Like... Okay, so, hold on. I, I, I haven't looked at this, this, uh... You haven't seen, like, the, the little poster? No. With IGN. Go to oh, IGN. oh, IGN. Yeah, it's on, IGN posted it. They are the one that revealed it. Let me see. Uh, it's come, come a couple days ago. That one right there. That's right there. Sarah's watching this live for the first time. This little motion poster thing. No. Yeah. No. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. From the producers of the Fast and the Furious, that's the only thing. Yes. Of, of, of billion other things that that company, no, no more, could have produced. I mean, yeah. Listen. Um. There's a lot to look at with that. There, Spire, uh Sonic is fluffy. He uh, has amazing Listen, okay, legs. Okay. Time out on this. A lot of these live-action movies have depicted, like, my 2D or 3D-rendered but seemingly smooth characters as fuzzy. Looking at you, fuzzy Jigglypuff. Detective Pikachu. Yeah. It's on the way. The thing is, that movie looks fine. Listen, Detective Pikachu doesn't say fuck at least once. Like, what's the point? Honestly. But. Also, I don't know why Detective Pikachu isn't voiced by Dan DeVito. The biggest crime of the modern era. Honestly. But. I, I think they, they brought it up to him, and he was like, what the fuck is a Pikachu? Yeah, that's essentially what happened, yes. But, 
I just want to talk about Sonic. I, I, I just, I don't know what's happening there. I don't know what this movie's going to be. I've seen some pictures that were allegedly leaked. I don't know if they're real. They might be fake. I think they're fake. They're probably fake. I saw one of like another poster with Sonic's legs and the Golden Gate, the Golden Gate Bridge. What? Yeah, it's like it's like it's like a first person shot from Sonic's point of view. Yeah. And he's like sitting over like the bridge. And like you can see the San Francisco in the background and you see like his legs, and there's like a little bit of electricity on his right leg, and he has like a shoelace with a ring in it. it it's it's bizarre. Oh, and the other thing The other one I saw Oh no no no, hold on. The other thing is in, like, the very brief description you get when you Google this movie is that Sonic and his human companion... Or, no, Sonic meets up with a human companion, and Sonic is on the run from the government. Yes. So, are we trying to make it canon that Sonic is some sort of government experiment gone wrong? No, 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 no. What they're saying is Sonic is Antifa. <laughs> and... <laughs> yes. Sonic is Antifa, and uh, he's part of the Libs, and they're trying to own the Libs by owning Sonic. <laughs> yes. The proletariats are no longer being controlled. That's right. Sonic is a part of the DSA. No, um, there's another poster I saw. It was like a, it was a picture of Sonic in like a drop-top convertible with a cop, and the cop is Chris Pratt. And you get a good look at Sonic. He looks kind of like... He looks fine. A little bit weird, but it's fine. No, but, like, he looks like the... Like, canopy the way that they're making him appear in this movie. It's a picture of Chris Pratt that looks super photoshopped to me. Yeah. The thing that... The thing about that is it might be a leaked image of, like, promotional material that they did, like, behind the scenes when, I guess, he was in talks to be in the movie. Mm. I know that James Marsden is supposed to be that cop. Uh, okay. So yeah. it might just be like a, like a mock-up. Yeah. Or it's the real thing. And then they like had to change it. Or it's just fake. Yeah. That's what I'm leaning towards. Yeah, I'm leaning towards fake. Because I just, I, I, I don't know what to believe about this movie. What I want to see is Robotnik. I want to see if they got like Jim Carrey to put like prosthetics on. Or is he in like a mocap suit. What's the deal here? Well, <laughs> okay, it's this. It's this. It's Jim Carrey's voice, but it's Andy Serkis in a mocap suit. <laughs> yes, they'll, they'll give Andy Serkis any job. Did you see him dress up as Theresa May? What? Yeah, he he, he dressed up as Theresa May in some sort of like uh, anti-Brexit thing. In a mo? What? No, 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 as like, like a, a as like, as like a, a mocap. No, 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 <laughs> no. Just like he like uh, put on like like uh, like very similar clothes that she oh, wears. Oh, this is horrifying. Yeah. Oh my goodness. They like basically and like he uses like the Gollum voice. Oh my god. I I watched a video. But I'm not gonna watch that video. <laughs> I might watch it. I'll watch it later, but like, not right now. Uh, you know, what? I think this is the first episode we're gonna have to put on um, with like our social media posts, like extra photos for reference for people. Yes. I would love to do that, actually. <laughs> I, I will look up these Sonic images and I'll post them. And then I will take the lawsuit from whatever studio is doing this with Grace. <laughs> but yes, I did I did post those pictures. <laughs> we can sell out of court, guys. Anyway, Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man's gonna be good. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. 
Alright. Uh, so, we go here? Yeah, we gotta go. Yeah, we gotta go. The movie's in like half an hour. Yeah. So, we will see you guys when we come back. Bye! So, in a second for you guys. Yeah, yeah five seconds, if that. Alright, bye guys! Later! talk about Into the Spider-Verse. We just saw it. Yes, we did. It's definitely something you have to watch. Okay, now you don't have to, but if you go to AMC and you have uh, the stubs thing, you should definitely go see it in Dolby. Yeah, you would owe it to yourself to see this movie in uh, the, Dol- the Dolby screening experience. Uh, I think this is one of the movies that was made for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, how long was this? But not two hours. Yeah, and so like it, it was like a solid two hour like action movie like, which was wild to me. I, I thought it was gonna be like a ninety minute movie, which is where like most animated movies clock in. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be on the shorter end, but yeah. this is this is like a very, very like, honestly like it's like a regular movie really. But it, it was treated like a non animated film. Yeah, it well also it just reminded me of like. An Avengers movie. Yeah, kind of. Well, an MCU movie, but not an MCU movie. Yeah, yeah, a superhero movie. Yeah. Like a regular live-action superhero movie. Yeah. Uh, if you guys can't tell, I'll just put it straight up. Uh, I loved it. Oh, I loved it. I'm dying to go see it again. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, in a word, I would say it's fantastic. Well, I think it's a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's a masterclass. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's so hard, because, like, when you think animated movies, especially now... You just think of Pixar or Disney. Yeah, it's like there's there's very few. Uh, there's okay. So you got Disney, you got Pixar. If you're really thinking about it, you got DreamWorks. And if you're really really thinking about it, you got Illumination. Yeah. Would you really think is DreamWorks? But yeah, you know, whatever. I mean, well, it's like they're under the same header. It's just like like you know, it's kind of like when you think Disney, you think Pixar and Disney as one, is, even though they're separate. Is Illumination under under Dream? Yeah, God, is it under DreamWorks? I believe so. I'm gonna have to fact check that, but. Yeah. Uh, continue though. Yeah. But, and then you have, like, your, your imports from, like, um, Studio Ghibli and, you know, anything else. Yeah, you got But, outside of that, it's just really hard to, I I don't. It's hard to really nail an animation I don't think, I don't remember the last Sony Animation Studio movie. Um, they're usually pretty bad. Yeah, and so, like, they have, like, this, this. You know, animation companies have had, had some hits. I mean, a lot of stinkers. A lot of stinkers, namely the Emoji movie. Yeah, like that one movie will bring down your, like, everything. Yeah. I mean, personally, I like Five Chance of Meatballs. Oh, I, I love that movie. I think it's good. It's absurd. Um, I've heard that Arthur Christmas and the Pirates Band of Misfits, both by the studio, uh, heard it was really good. Mm. Never got a chance to see them. No, I mean, I don't really have a real reason to go see, um... Uh, animation movies that aren't Pixar, frankly. Yeah, I mean, like, call it elitist, call it whatever you want, but I know what I'm Wait, getting. No, 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 it's not even, it's not elitist, it's not anything. It's just that Disney knows how to prey on your nostalgia. Not even that, man. No, it's just like, they, it's just part of that culture, you know, the, the fabricated Disney culture. That's fair. Yeah. Alright, so, Into the Spider-Verse. Um, 
You know, I don't even know where to start with this movie. Like, as I far will talk as... about the animation. Alright, let's start with the animation. Fucking mind-boggling. Yeah, I don't understand how they were able to, like, put this together. It, it, it literally is like a, like a a walking and moving comic book. With, yeah. like, the way they do, like, the, um... Like, I forgot what the, the technique's called, but it's like the dot shadowing and stuff like that. Right. And, um... It's really weird because, like... They, these characters are animated so well that they almost seem like real people, but you can tell that they're animated. It's like this weird, like weird, weird fine line that they walk. Yeah. And it's just like, and it's not in a, in like a, a uncanny valley kind of way. It's just in a, oh man, this is really good. Yeah. My thing with the animation, and this is positive, I just want to preface that, is that the styles blend together. In such a crazy way. Mm, yeah. Like, there's, like, moments of just, like, the standard 2D, 3, 2D, 3D hybrid animation that they mm-hmm, got going yeah. on. And then there's uh, throwback comic book art. Yeah. And then there's, like, pop art. Abstract art. And they all just pop up in different ways across this movie. Yeah. It's insane. Like, the first uh, big fighting action sequence with um, Chris Pine's Spider-Man... That is amazing. Like the colors and like just the contrast between like, like just the background and the and the and the moving parts of the super collider. It was just it was it, it wild. Was, it, it, I cannot get over the fact that there were a hundred and fifty animators. Yeah, I can't either. Like, and not only did they animate well, they animated well together, yeah. which is. It's hard to get four people to do one thing together and do it well. Yeah. To get 150 to just come out with a product that blows minds is just mind-blowing, really. Yeah. I also really like um, how they make Green Goblin look. Yeah, they, they based them on the uh, the Ultimate Comics look. Yeah. Like, it was more like a demon. Yeah. Which is very cool. Yeah. Very, very, like, very nice touch, if you ask me. I, I liked it a lot. It was really, really cool. Yeah. Because I feel like... I feel like... Like the more like human looking Green Goblin to me isn't as imposing of a force. It's not very scary. It's yeah, kinda like, it's kind of silly. Like honestly, when I heard Green Goblin look gonna be like the first thing I think of is like Willem Dafoe. Yeah, you think like a, just a guy. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> a guy, mask. guy in a mask saying weird shit. Yeah, and that's fine, and that's how it's always been. Yeah, but now like they got like this uh this hulking beast Green Goblin in this movie. He wasn't even in it for that long. No, but, but he's so cool. It was an amazing way to set the tone for the movie. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't even, even know. If, I want to talk about characters, but I wouldn't even know where to start. Uh, the Chris Pine Spider-Man was amazing for how short-lived he was. Yes. Uh, Chris Pine Spider-Man sounded so youthful. Mm-hmm. He gets so sure of himself. Mm-hmm. But let's, okay, let's get to the star. It's all about Miles Morales. Oh, yeah. It's all about Shameik Moore as Miles Morales. Just nailing the character in, like, minutes. And sounding like a baby. Sounded like a child. Uh, talking in Spanish. Mm. Using slang. It, it it reminded me, and this is a cliche, it reminded me of me. Mm. It reminded me of me growing up, uh, living in a household where, like, Spanish was the main language. See, being, a bunch, being around a bunch of brown people that I went to school with, it, it's all, like, it's all familiar to me. Yeah. It might not be like the city, per se, mm-hmm. but like where I live is kind of like urban-ish, so it it was just like really uh, it it really like connected with me mm-hmm. personally. 
And also, he was just so goddamn hilarious. Oh, yeah. Like, he... The comedic timing in this movie, it was just spectacular. Uh, every joke, they came so fast. Mm. They came, like, at a pace where it's like a, it's like a comedy movie. Yeah. And I, I guess it's like, that's how you want to do it. Yeah, I mean, it, none of it ever felt forced. Yeah. It just felt very natural. Effortless. Yeah, and you can really tell um, that the interactions between, like, all the characters was well thought out. Yeah, it, it felt genuine. Yeah. And that really was, like, important to me. It felt yeah. real. It felt genuine. It felt, uh, not forced. Yeah. And that's, like, the mark of good writing right there, just to make it not feel forced. Yeah. Who's next? Uh... You know, okay, before we get into characters, I usually don't like having actor-actors do voice acting. What do you mean? Like, I, actors acting, and then there's voice acting. Oh, you mean like, uh, you don't like a... I don't, I don't like when studios do, like, a stacked cast That's to fair, get yeah, people okay. into the movie kind of thing. Like, there's a difference between uh, Shamik Moore, for instance, I guess, and Tom Kenny. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Tom Kenny's a voice actor, and yeah, I, I get yeah. what you're saying. But man, it paid off. Yeah, all the, uh, every single character in this movie, every single actor, nailed it. Yeah. Every single one. Like, uh, Brian Tyre Henry as the dad, oh my god, it was, like, it, it didn't sound like him, it didn't sound like any of the characters I've seen him as, it didn't sound like him, um, when I, I listened to him in interviews and stuff like that. Like, he definitely embodied Miles' dad. He embodied a corny guy. He embodied a corny... He embodied a dad. Yeah. That's hard to do. It is. Uh, Mahershal Ali embodied a scummy uncle. Oh, God. And, yeah. He, he, uh... I felt like I was talking to one of my uncles. (laughs) Put it that way. They're good people, though. They're fine. They're not, uh... They're not that bad. Not, not prowler level? Not prowler level, thank God. (laughs) Uh, who else? Um, Jake Johnson. Ugh. Uh, I never really thought much of Jake Johnson, but, like, Washed Up has given up Spider-Man. Is, uh, is amazing. Yeah. It's tired, over it Spider-Man. Yeah. It's something that I never thought we really needed in the movie. Listen, I resonated with his, uh, what, what was the, what was the phrase that I was using to, like, do, do their quick, um, origin story wrap-up? Uh, let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with him just, like, um... Like, just, like, laying in bed eating pizza and just letting, like, all his garbage and just... Just piles pile of garbage up. and him in sweatpants. Yeah. Got, like, Spider-Man in his Spider-Man costume, also wearing sweatpants. It's just... It's the saddest thing I can ever think of. Yeah. But, like, at the end of the day, he also plays a hero. Yeah. Like, that's what Spider-Man is. Spider-Man's a guy who's just been through it all. Yeah. And it's, it's realistic to have him there just... Sick of it. Yeah. Uh, God, I felt that. I felt it too. It was too real for me. <laughs> it was way too real. Yeah. All the, all the fat jokes that Spider-Man. I all felt. the fat jokes. It was so rude. <laughs> you all right? Yeah. I'm just thinking of the scene where um, uh, Aunt May goes, "Oh my God, those are those sweatpants." It's like yeah, yeah, they they're sweatpants. My God, what's wrong with you? Uh and then there's always like there's all the other characters. There's a uh, Spider Gwen, mm. voiced by Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, she's mad young, and she also nailed the character. Yeah, I she, think so too. She nailed 
like the yin to Miles Gang. Yeah. She was she was great. Not just really sad about her. She was just great. No. Um. Three. I also I also really liked that there was no forced re- like romantic relationship. Yes. Anyone? Yeah, but like. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, like yeah, like Miles thought she was cute and all, but like. It was, it, no, it was nothing beyond that. Yeah, it, well, it didn't feel forced. Yeah. And they didn't like. They didn't kiss at the end, so yeah. I was like, all right, it's realistic. Yeah. I thought it was coming. I thought that, That's I thought, what I thought it was too. I thought it was coming, but uh, no. Uh, whew, the three other spider people. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, all right. Or you start with this one, because I know, I know where you're going to go with this. No. The first one I want to talk to about, talk about was Penny Parker. Ah, yes, Penny Parker. Uh, who is not canonically Korean. She's canonically Japanese, which is also good. Yes. Um, hey, hey, man! Asian representation. Yeah. Doesn't even matter. Like, it matters what kind of Asian, but it's also like, take what I can get. It's a really low bar, man. Hollywood, man. <laughs> Hollywood sucks. Let's <laughs> be real. No, but I'm glad they picked her uh, to include as one of the Spider People. But yeah. I also really love they, an- they they animated her like an animator, like in yeah. the anime style. That was a very nice touch. And. Like, even her mech suit, like, even though it didn't talk, it emoted really well. Yeah. That's hard to do. Like, yeah. To have, like, emotions in the character that doesn't talk. Yeah. But you can, like, show emotions on the screen, but it doesn't really mean anything. But you have the body language, too. Yeah. It's, like, a really nice, like, mesh right there. Uh, oh, boy. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking, like, a goddamn detective in the 1930s. It was a- incredible. His, oh, my God. Spider-Man Noir, the character design, the fact that he was a black and white. Black and white, like, always permeating, like, a shadow of some sort. (laughs) Always having (laughs) one-liners. It's just amazing. Like, Nicolas Cage, if you haven't seen Mm. Kick-Ass, he's amazing in Kick-Ass. He, like, was, you know Batman from, like, the 60s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was kind of like that, but, like, way more murdery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was incredible. So, I guess it was, like, a perfect choice to play Spider-Man Noir. Oh, yeah. And then there's John Mulaney. Ah, Spider-Ham. The movie... Okay. I will say this. and this is my This is my one nitpick about the movie. And this isn't even really a nitpick. This is more of a personal thing. The movie really needed more Peter Porker. (laughs) And, uh, They couldn't have picked a better comedian to do it. No, because, like... You think John Mulaney, if you've never, okay, first of all, if you've never listened or watched John Mulaney stand up, you are doing yourself a huge disservice. He is one of the funniest comedians working today. In the era of, like, comedians who you loved and then for whatever reason find out you really shouldn't really support them anymore, John Mulaney has been a constant and I love him. He's also incredibly hilarious. He is so fu- he is the first comedian uh, either of us saw live, yes. and it was worth every penny that we spent. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, but oh my god! So I'll go point out the Salt and Pepper Diner is hilarious. <laughs> you probably if you never heard that joke, that's a good jumping off point. Just yeah. go from there. Anyway, continue, Sarah. Oh my god! There, there wasn't enough Peter Porker, but anything he said was uh, was was amazing. Honestly. He was basically, he was a literal cartoon character. Oh, yeah. Like, like straight out of uh, the uh, Hanna-Barbera. Hanna-Barbera style uh, Peter Parker. Yeah. And the best thing is, like, no one really expected him to be in any movie ever. No, he was just a joke 
know, it was a one-off comic, right? It was a, a one-off comic, and then they did more of them. Oh. But it was oh. still, like, it was still very much a joke. Yeah. And it was like a joke that just kept going and going, so yeah. they couldn't do anything else with it. And, and then they did more with it by bringing in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, still just... There's so many... Okay. There's so many spider people that yeah. you could have put in this movie that are more popular than the three choices. They could have put Spider-Man 2099... Which we'll get to. Uh, they could have put uh, Ben Riley Spider Man, the Scarlet Spider. Which one's the one that's a ninja? Uh, is he a ninja? Is a Spider Man manga? No, I thought it was about like a. I forget. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Spider Man manga. There, there is one of those. Yeah. The the manga verse. He looks kind of funny looking, but uh. There are so many. There are limitless Spider-Man characters. This one? Yeah! Yeah, Spider-Man Mangaverse. That's like a relatively new one, but yeah. they could have put so many in. And the fact that they chose two underrepresented ones mm. and one kind of cool one. Yeah. Awesome choice. Uh, the voice cast of this movie is shockingly stacked, if you ask me. Uh, yeah. Like, okay. We already mentioned should be more Jake Johnson, Haley Seinfeld, Marshall Ali, Brian Tyree Henry, Lily Tomlin was Aunt May. I know, and it just made me love her even more. Zoe Kravitz was in this movie. That's who. Mary Jane. Oh. Yep. John Mulaney, Kimiko Bl- Glenn is Penny Parker, mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage, uh, Catherine Hahn was Doc Ock. Really? Mm-hmm. Lee Schreiber was Wilson Fisk. Oh my god, that one was the one that threw me for a loop because I couldn't like. I couldn't place his... I honestly thought uh, the person who uh, voiced uh, Fisk was just, like, a, a voice actor. Yeah. Oscar Isaac's in this movie somewhere. I don't know where he's... He's he's billed as interesting person number one. So Listen, he's... Post Malone's in this somewhere, too. Yeah, Post Malone is in this movie, uh, which is... He's, like, a Brooklyn Bridge person or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Jorma Tacone, who, if you don't know him, he's from the Lonely Island. He's also in this movie. What? He was the Green Goblin. What? Yep. Uh, God, there's so many. Uh, I'm trying to see. Post Malone, Brooklyn Bystander. Yeah. Uh, it's just amazing the talent they have in this movie. Yeah. And they're going to do a sequel, so I want to see how much more talent they're going to get. That's going to be great, but I think Shimmy Moore was a perfect choice for Miles. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, the plot of this movie, it's a very simple one. But it's excellent. It's literally the origin story of Miles Morales. But it's excellent. But it is excellent. And it de- it deals with something that we've never seen in a Spider-Man movie. Mm. Spider-Man gets killed. Yeah. And dies. He doesn't come back. He, like, the Spider-Man of the Ultimate Universe, Miles Morales Universe, is dead. Yep. And then Miles Morales is like, I guess I have to be Spider-Man now. Because he, he gets the powers, and then Peter finds out he dies, and... Guilt sets in. Yeah. Like, oh. survivor's guilt. Can I talk about how much I love the way they animated this with their spidey sense? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, like when the little like, wiggles around their head. Yeah, the little wiggles around the head. It's always a nice touch. Mm. Always a nice touch. And the color changing, too. Yeah, yeah, To yeah. me, it was a throwback from uh, the 90s series. Oh, yeah. yeah if, I don't know if you remember that. No, I don't think I ever watched that series too much. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it hasn't aged very well. Mm. But... The spider sense in that show, when it would go off, yeah. the, the screen behind him, like the, the scene, yeah. would turn negative. Oh. Like it would go, like flash negative yeah. and different colors and such. It was really cool. So I guess that was kind of like a little nod to that. Yeah. 
There were nods to Spider-Man throughout this oh, entire movie. Can we talk about how much I love that Miles is a graffiti artist? Yes. It's it's really like a... It's a different like little take on him. Yeah. You, you, uh, Spider-Man's kind of like a science guy. Yeah. And, and he's very... um. Uh, more kind of like a, not milk toasty, but like he's milk toasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like Peter Parker. Like, is, very mild manner. Like Peter Parker is mild Pe- manner. Peter Parker is like a sad guy. Yeah. <laughs> who becomes he's a mild mannered sad dude that becomes a hero. Yeah. And that's the point. Miles Morales is like a cool guy, but like he is still smart. He still yeah. goes to like a prestigious high school, like middle school. Yeah. Oh my god. Which. <laughs> <laughs> that one scene when Miles is like leaving to go to school so he, he stays at the school campus for the week and he's like saying like how much he's gonna want to go and he wants to stay with like all his friends and like he's fighting with his dad he goes the school's elitist I want to see where the people are he's you're with the people yeah. not my people <laughs> no um it's just it was it was good I like that yeah the, the plot itself though is very it's really simple yeah it's just basically the the story of how Miles Morales comes into his own. Mm. And as, I think, wasn't it, uh, Spider-Man Noir who says, when they find out that Prowler is his uncle, you couldn't ask for a better, <laughs> oh, better origin story. You couldn't ask for a better origin story. He gets smacked for that. Yeah. But it, it's true, though. And there's a common thread with all the Spider-People. Mm. They all have felt loss. Yep. And which Miles will feel in the movie, he feels his own sense of loss. Yeah. And it, it's sad. It's like a really tender moment, um, but it it kind of falls in line with like the Spider-Man origin story. Yeah. If you know, Which, can I say, so glad we didn't have to watch Uncle Ben die. Yeah, I mean they we mention all, it, but I think we all know what happened to Uncle Ben. I know. I'm just saying, like it's it's in every single movie except for Homecoming. That's why they and and they didn't do it because yeah. they said it. Everyone knows the story. Yeah. Great power, great responsibility, yada yada yada. He gets shot. Also, can I say, Spider uh, Man in general, the IP has created one of my favorite vines in the entire world. Which one? It's when uh, the guy dressed up as Spider Man walking down the grocery aisle and sees, sees the Uncle Ben Rice on the floor. <laughs> it just like collapses. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. Oh, God, it's so good. No, but I think. Uh, this movie had a really uh, nicer, broader message of like, cause at the end of the day, this movie's still for kids. Yeah. That definitely. even though you feel like you're alone, there are definitely people out there who have experienced what you have gone through. Yeah. And they help you with it. They help yeah. you through it. It's basically the whole movie like a, basically a character arc of a circle. I would say it's a coming of age movie. Yeah. For Miles. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Miles goes through, like, he, he goes through, like, literally the same exact things that Peter Parker goes through. Yeah. And that's, like, a point of the movie, that they all have gone through the same thing, in one way or another. And at first, he doesn't know how to acclimate to that. Yeah. He doesn't know how to be Spider-Man, because he can't really do the same things that they can do. And I feel like he's feeling a sense of loss, because his, his universe lost their Spider-Man, and so he lost his only teacher. Yeah, and he lost, like... They, and he's, like, feeling guilty because these guys, all these Spider-People are in his universe, and he wants to help them get back, yeah. and he doesn't want any of them to stay because it's not their job to stay, and if they stay, they'll probably die. Yeah. They'll, like, uh, their atoms will not acclimate well. So there's, like, a lot of guilt there, but it's all handled Im- immensely well. Yeah. 
the whole plot just like none of the plots ever meandering or anything like that. Yeah. It's just it's it's fantastic. I feel like it moves along at a good pace. Mm. And also I feel like it's very tightly written. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, there's not like there's not any plot holes I can think of in this movie. No, there is well, especially because like they save so much time when introducing the spider people with doing the well, okay. Let's let's start from the beginning. And then they end it with, like, and you know the rest. Yeah, they do, like, a montage, basically. Yeah. Like, a, like a comic book-style montage of, like, this is me, I got bit, this is what happened, and now I'm here. Yeah. It's and like, now I'm a spider person. It's like, bing, bam, boom. Yeah. You all know how Spider-Man's story goes. Yeah. And I think, like, even if this is, like, your first foray into Spider-Man, which I don't know. It's a know. good jumping-off point. Yeah, I don't know how it would be, but it's, it's a really good jumping-off point to characters who you don't really see that often. Well, well Sp- Spider People, you don't really see that often. Yeah, it's always like, if you're watching Spider-Man story, it's usually... Peter Parker. Just Peter Parker. Yeah. And that's fine, because he's like, the most known. Yeah. But now we have an avenue into Miles Morales, and hopefully this means we'll get to see more Miles Morales in other mediums. Oh, so like, uh, Kevin and I were talking about this on the way back. Um, I didn't realize that uh, the character Donald Glover played was his uncle, is it Alan? Uh, oh God, what was his name? What was his name? It's Alan. Not Alan. It's, um, his uncle is named Aaron. Aaron. Uncle yeah. Aaron. Uh, it's Spider-Man real- Homecoming. Yeah, it's Spider-Man Homecoming. I didn't realize that was, like, that Uncle Aaron, so I didn't realize that, like, Don Glover is, like, projectingly playing Dolphin Prowler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, pre- he's getting in line to play the Prowler. Yeah, which is amazing. But, but we have to see, like, what they're going to do with the MCU. Yeah, no, 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 I know. But Hopefully like I, they... in my my head canon of, uh, the MCU, I was telling Kevin that like, it's gonna be the um, the final cuts, the post credit scene in Far From Home, the next Spider Man movie. Yes, where, uh, Peter's like a senior in high school at this point, and he becomes kind of like an ambassador to incoming freshmen because he goes to like some sort of magnet school too. And Peter gets part paired up with Miles Morales. That would be an excellent. Like it's just kind of like. Oh, hi, I'm Peter. What's your name? And he goes, oh, I'm Miles Morales. Yeah, like, it'll be like an excellent jumping off point. It'll be beautiful. And I hope they really do that. I really hope they do it, too. Marvel, if you're listening, you know. You're probably you're, not. You're probably not, but you or know. Or maybe you are. You're owned by Disney. They care about everything that their IP gets mentioned in. Exactly. So, <laughs> if you hear this, give us a call. Give us a credit. Yeah. Give her a credit. She came with the idea. Um, but, yeah, this movie has, like, everything you really really want and it's heartfelt it's mm-hmm. hilarious it made me cry three times yeah oh let's talk about one of those moments that made you cry oh my god uh, stanley <laughs> oh my god yeah this is uh the i believe this is the first movie since he passed they had the cameo in yeah they actually extended his cameo they did yeah so i was reading um initially he was just kind of supposed to be kind of like a guy on a street kind of thing yeah but they extended it to, especially like the lines that he tells miles in that uh store scene like, it felt, it was, like, very special, you know, heartfelt to come from Stanley kind of thing. Yeah. And I bawled like a baby. Yeah, like, it always fits eventually. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then it comes to no, no refunds, refunds, no exchanges. Ever. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. And then at the end, at the very end, uh, when the first, like, credits roll, uh, it's like a little, it's a, it's like a screen... It's, it's like a drawing of his glasses. Yeah, it's just a quote from him. It's a beautiful quote. I can't... I can't name it off the top of my head right now, but it's a beautiful quote. Essentially, it comes down to, like... Okay, so we got the quote. Uh, Stanley quote is as follows. 
That person who helps others simply because it should or must be done and because it is the right thing to do is indeed, without a doubt, a real superhero. And that is just a beautiful quote. Yeah, maybe cry again, too. So, basically, it's going to be really hard to watch Stan Lee cameos for the next, uh... A few years, yeah. Uh, how many has he filmed? I actually think it's only, like, two or three. Yeah, it's like, I'm sure he did, uh... Because there's one for Ms. Marvel, I know. Captain Marvel, excuse me. Yeah. There's one... There's definitely gonna be one for Infinity War. Yeah. Well, um... Uh, Endgame, rather. Yeah. <laughs> Endgame. And maybe Far From Home? Yeah, I... I suspect in the end game is the last one. I do too. But I mean, it's gonna be hard to see uh, Stan one last time. Yeah, especially like in person kind of thing. Yeah, it's uh, that's gonna be hard. Yeah, sad. It's sad. But but they did not let you leave the theater on a sad note. Oh my god! Okay. So we're not. This... Gonna, hold on, hold on. So we're not gonna talk about the ending of the movie because you'll probably watch it and. We don't want to spoil that part. Yeah. But we will spoil the post-credit scene. So if well, you well, have... Well, post-credit, first of all. The post-post-credit scene. First of all. Alright, so in the the credit scene, the, the, the credits for this movie are really cool. Um, it's, especially for, you know, the, the top-billing cast uh, is all, like, the different characters and stuff like that and doing various things. They put a meme in this. Yeah, they did put, like, the meme of, uh, Spider-Man sitting at a desk with the picture behind him. Yeah. They put that meme in the credits sequence, which, mwah, thank you guys. Oh, they shouted out, um, John Wayne and Nick Kroll on the, on their, uh, uh, their billboard, uh, their Times Square. Yeah, they did shout out, uh, Oh Hello on Broadway, but they yeah. called it Hi Hello. Yeah. It's just, like, to show a different universe. Yeah. Alright, so, if you haven't seen the movie, and you intend to... You don't want to know about the post post credit scene. Turn away now. Go skip to the end or something. Nope. I got no time code. Just skip like five minutes. Yeah. Alright. So if you're still here. The very ending of this movie shows that there's one more spider person. Spider-Man 2099. He's like then like sense like a, a sense of disturbance. And he, he, see, he feels a problem and he decides to go back to the beginning. Earth 67. And he goes through a portal, and he jumps out at the Spider-Man cartoon from the 1960s. The one where there's the fake Spider-Man, and they go, who are you? The pointing Spider-Man meme? You know, the meme. The, the very same meme. They basically end on that meme. They end on an argument between the two Spider-Men. And it's amazing. It is one of the funniest things I've seen in the movie all year. It is amazing. And if you don't see it coming... If you saw, you I, never, I see it. You, you you'll never, see it you'll never see it coming. Just flat out, you'll never see it coming. Because like, I just thought, I thought it was going to end with Spider Man twenty nine, uh, twenty ninety nine, just jumping into the portal. Like that's it. Like, but like, oh. no, no, they ended it on a goddamn meme. Which the boss on these guys to end it on a meme? Is beautiful. That's like it's I, Chef Kiss beautiful. I've never seen a movie do that. Well, because memes are, like, have, like, a half-life of, like, a month, maybe. Yeah, they really do. But, like... The Spider-Man meme keeps coming back. It's timeless. And there's going to be another Spider-Man meme, because yeah. that cartoon is terrible, and it has produced many memes already. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I guess that's Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, 
Listen. Oh, well, I just want to talk about it real quick. I'm very excited that Oscar Isaac's going to be in that movie as Spider-Man 2099. Did he voice him? Yeah, that was him. That was him. Okay. That was him, yeah. So, more Oscar Isaac, please. Yes. More of that. Ready for it. Down more, for it. More post-credits scene memes. Please. They can just, do it. Honestly, just keep putting stuff from that god-awful comic. Or not comic. Cartoon. Put Spider-Man 67 in the movie. Yes! Make him terrible. Oh my god, animate him like from... <laughs> animate him like the 60s? Yeah. Oh, like... What's wrong with you? We didn't have much power power in my universe. What's wrong with you, man? Uh, it was the 60s. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Into the Spider-Verse. You don't gotta ask us. Go see it. Yeah, go see it. Go see it twice. Go see it thrice. I'll say thrice, a word that I'd never say. Honestly... I'm already planning on buying this on Blu-ray, so I can do look at the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yes, I. We should buy it on the 4K format. <laughs> okay, is that not the same thing? No, actually. Are they doing this like like are they uh, doing 4K DVDs? No, it's something else. Uh, I forget what it's called, but like there's like a, a step above Blu-ray that you can buy. It's expensive as hell, though. Are we sure this isn't just going to be the, the, the whole Blu-ray, HD, DVD thing again? It might be, but this time that one might win. That's fair. Yeah, I, I don't know that, though. I don't know yet. The only reason Blu-ray won is because of how much more storage they had on the disc. Yeah. Yeah, that's how PS3 games run. I think that's also why it helped them. Yes, it did. Being adopted by the uh, well, gaming industry. Yeah, it was built into the PS3. Well, the Xbox 360, you had to buy an add-on to add HD DVD capability. Oh, that's right. They had that stupid, like, $100 add-on. $150. It was $150? Yeah. In 2005 slash $6. Ugh. A lot, of, that's a lot of different time. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, this is not the gaming podcast. This is not the gaming podcast. Though, if you're interested, you have to please let me know. Podcast. I will, uh, I'll arrange that. <laughs> but yeah, go see Into the Spider-Verse. Go see it a bunch of times. Show Sony even more so that we want more movies like this. Yes. Please, please, please. I, we need more Miles Morales. We need more Miles Morales. And we just need more... We need more Gwen. Like Spider-Gwen. We need but, more... Oh, yeah. We need more Spider-Man from the normal universe. We need all of it. We just need more. More of this. <laughs> more sad... Sad sack Spider-Man. Give me more of this, please. Yes. That's all I got. That's all I got, too. <laughs> all right. Alright guys, this has been Cine Talk with Kevin. And Sarah. Y'all have a good one now. Bye. Ciao.